0: Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Getting yet another spam bot on my Instagram account. I've become very popular with a spam bot of late. I've
1: gotten like 50 followers who are women with their butts sticking up in the air. Like, what's the deal? I don't know. It's a, for a
0: long time, Instagram was perfectly free of, or at least my Instagram account was perfectly free of, of completely not real attractive little women who were trying to be friends with me or say, like do, my pictures. Do want or
1: to meet at me?
0: <laughs> follow, follow my webbing site at www. Oh, the internet. Why? Why the internet? The internet is made of it's well,
1: of tubes. Yes,
0: <laughs> the internet, where what's the what's that line from uh, a Kevin Smith film where, where people get together and try and meet and share porn? Uh,
1: right, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think so. It's, it's, it, well, okay. The internet is where we keep all the angry people. Turn right, into well, now it is. Well, so we know where they are now. Well, we you yeah. can find them very easily.
1: Super easy.
0: They're like yeah. right there. They're everywhere. Oh God, yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, I am Tim Harvey. I'm Dustin. And this is Zompocalypse Now, your weekly uh, horror for me, sci-fi for me.
1: Delving into, right now I guess, the shows of
0: AMC. It looks like, well for the moment anyway. Um, we just spent time talking about uh, Walking Dead and then Fear the Walking Dead.
1: And and now we're on a, on a refreshing pleasure cruise through <laughs> fictional Texas with Preacher. Yeah, which is uh, on episode three.
0: Mm-hmm. And just as,
1: just a delight.
0: Oh, I'm loving this show. I love this show this so show much. Is a lot of fun. Everyone in this show
1: is messed up in such entertaining ways. Oh, just like the best part, <laughs> I think you're right. Everybody, like on on the Walking Dead, they eventually got there where the flaws weren't just like you know angsty people with angsty problems, <laughs> and like. On Fear the Walking Dead, that's all it is. It's all it is. Like it's so manufactured, it's it's disgusting. <laughs> on this show, you're getting such a great natural evolution of how just completely back insane everyone on the show is. And we're not and we're not getting fed exposition either. There
0: was like, everybody you know these characters, the characters who know each other on this show know each other. And they don't need to they don't need to explain themselves. Right. They've got backstories that they are referencing to each other that they
1: get. Right,
0: and the rest of us just have to follow along,
1: and it's trusting the audience. Oh to do God, that. yes, which almost is almost never done anymore. Where a show or a movie will trust its audience to do those things. Like you, well, you know. I think the, I think we
0: this show the, the, the adaptation of the comic book has been in development hell for so long, whether it's been movies or other TV versions. The fact that it got this far is because the The people behind it believed in it enough, and Garth Ennis, the guy who wrote it, was happy enough with with what they were doing and right. I think that really has played out well here um this is actually playing as uh, this uh, the second time it's it's right. airy as is we're recording this um our episode basically opens with Tulip meeting with a woman who wants her to kill her husband and tulip's not gonna do it and this guy in the white suit that she uh uh takes this lady takes the information Tulip got for her too, um, at the fourth annual Houston snuff film festival. Yeah. Which is a lovely thought. Oh yeah. Um, this is, uh, I know who this is oh, and yes, this is a guy named hair star and, um, he is going to be, uh, of con- some concern in the future. Uh, And that's a really great shot because I mean clearly the snuff film festival is in the basement of some building, but uh, yeah, he's he's going to be he's going to be someone to watch, and and well yes he's. uh, uh, spoilers for the comic book um he's one of the bigger bad guys oh. of the show so but um they don't explain who he is in this uh, shot.
1: you mean a villain went to the 4th annual Houston snuff film festival i know it comes as a surprise i don't know how i know I feel about that tim harvey
0: well i am I'm, I'm i'm sorry I, you're really you're right i should not have implied he was a villain he could actually be a very nice person but he's not going to be um <laughs> Oh no, it's a commercial for a show we're not gonna watch yeah <laughs> uh, so anyway, we do get some backstory about tulip and Jesse's relationship uh,
1: and apparently they were in a heist gone wrong very wrong like dead people wrong their partner was someone named Carlos mm-hmm. and he double-crossed them in a way that left them holding the dead body. Which is always a problem. I hate it when that happens. I really, really do. I cannot tell you how many times I have had to pour a lie (laughs) and drive out to the country and then seek revenge. It's just, it's a hassle.
0: Well, you know, the solution to that is always make sure you have your buy disposal plan in place before. Right. You do whatever it is you're doing that may result in a body that needs to be disposed of. And, of course, trust be able to trust your partners.
1: Right. Anybody who's like, let's divvy up now, or, or why can't we divvy up at the place, you don't want to be in business with that. Right,
0: right. And I think that it's very important to, to be able to trust the people you're working with in situations like that. Which clearly, uh, Jesse and Tulip placed their trust in the wrong person. But we did get to see Jesse in a... Reservoir Dogs looking suit and some yeah. serious pompadour hair.
1: Yeah, I prefer his current haircut. I This may be the only time that I disagree with Tulip um, <laughs> ever in life. Uh, is that she she misses his old hair and I think his current hair is much better. We had some minor technical difficulty.
0: Yeah, so hopefully the, the sound quality here will, will not be too bad
1: on us, but we had a... We'll see.
0: A curious recording thing. So yes, as we were talking about uh, the look of Jesse. Speaking of looks, our um, our two guys have uh, popped up again. The two that uh, had the chainsaw fight with Jesse or with, with with Cassidy in the church while Jesse yes, passed. Yes, but out. they're not
1: dead. They weren't they're, dead before. Yeah, they were. Well, they were. They were, they were in pieces dead, before. but then they weren't dead. Oh, and and the girl who who. Jesse told to open her eyes, opened her eyes. Freaking her mother out. And uh, but that's it. She's just sitting there with her eyes open now. Which means she's gonna be there they now have to add Visine to their regimen. Oh
0: god. Yeah, and, and this is of course the first sign that Jessie's starting to realize. I mean, really realize
1: He's that. She's got some some ooky spookies going on. <laughs> <laughs> but the two uh the two
0: curious individuals who are who tried to take down jesse and and got themselves chopped into little bits at the end of the last episode we're talking to the police officer Uh uh-huh and now the beginning of this episode they were telling him
1: they're from the government they're here to get a thing
0: right and that he just they just just stay out of their way and they have decided they're definitely going to go after uh jesse and and get this thing back um this is going to end well for them, I'm sure.
1: Oh, uh, it always does. They get killed again in this episode. Of course. Uh, oh, and then we got uh, a abu-
0: uh, abusive BDSM dad. dad. He's BDS- not, abu- oh, yeah. he's okay, not that's, abusive. That's true.
1: He is a BDSM dad, and he just freaked out his kid because his kid thought he was abusing his uh, wife, but really they were they were having some super intense BDSM style sex. Um, and I will tell you this, and I know that it's probably. Not, like, what you want to hear, but I think I would be okay with a a minor amount of the BDSM from this guy. He's got some nice arms on him. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: okay. What's, what, okay. He comes across very much as a villain mm-hmm. in the earlier episode. And this scene here with his son is incredibly awkward. But it's yeah.
1: also him actually... Saying, look. Sometimes adult relationships are complicated and I love your mom and I was not I was hurting her but I wasn't hurting her And he
0: actually comes across as sincere in this yeah. scene. Yeah. And for as much as this guy is a jerk. Yes, he is a jerk. He this scene actually makes him a somewhat but, yeah. three-dimensional jerk.
1: Right. I feel like I feel like he is that guy who in high school and this is set in Texas so this is totally apt. This is the guy who was the quarterback in high school, got out, like got a job at the meat packing plant. Which this guy has. Uh, and then just never left. So he peaked in high school and he kind of like uh you know, just is a jerk and a bully and but it works for him. That's and you know he just has a run afoul of a mystical force, which is not exactly fun. <laughs> well,
0: that's true, and and he also has run afoul of the fact that that his his beatdown from Jesse before Jesse even got a mystical force. Oh right, um, is very public.
1: Yes, as and everybody knows.
0: Uh, and then, of course, we have our our potential child abuser right. Rush driver who uh, Jesse made forget the girl that he was lusting yeah. after, and now. He has forgotten her to the point where he doesn't even know who she is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this, of course, uh, makes for an awkward bus trip. But also, just compounds the fact that uh, BDSM dad is... uh, Everyone knows that he got beaten.
1: Now, here's the question I have. Now that he's re-met her, Mm -hmm. does he forget her every morning?
0: Well, that's a good question. And I have a funny feeling we're going to find out. Uh, Because... Just because you've forgotten someone doesn't mean you keep forgetting someone, right?
1: So that might have just made things worse. I
0: think. Well, I think we've already seen the you know with with the first guy who Jesse used his power Mm on, who ripped his own heart out. Uh, There's unintended unintended consequences to this stuff, right? And uh, and then we have Cassidy,
1: (laughs) who is I love Cassidy, who is
0: absolutely one of the gems of this show, and it pains me greatly. To consider where, it, how, if the if the TV show says similar to the comic, there is some rough road ahead for Cassidy, um, and uh, because this, this guy is is very funny and
1: Joseph uh, Gil Gilgan, yeah, I looked it up because he was on Misfits mm-hmm. and I loved him on that show, loved him, and he is now on this show and I love him on this show, and uh he I've. Is- I just I just needed to know. I needed to know his real name. His he's got one of those
0: faces that is incredibly expressive. Mm-hmm. It's very long and very thin. And but it's you can he cocks an eyebrow. Right. <laughs> it's just amazing. Um and he is given lots of reasons to cock an eyebrow. Right. At pretty much everything. Um the I've ever
1: dressed the set. I mean, wow. <laughs> yes, this is very true. Pardon me.
0: This is a... Uh, okay, the production design of the show is really, really good. We just yes. have to say. that This is... It's very feels very lived in. This feels very much... As much as it is a fictional Texas town. Right. Uh, it feels very much like a lived and, in... I
1: mean, the lung cancer doctor has to have the biggest office.
0: Oh, yeah. Everybody in town. In, everybody in this town smokes.
1: Not a single person has a conversation without a cigarette in their hand.
0: Small children smoke. Dogs smoke in the show. Everybody smokes. Um... I, some people managed to make it look cool. I mean, Jesse, Jesse, and Tulip look cool smoking. Right. This is, this, here, is I mean, this is a dangerous thing, of course. You're not supposed to. You know, people aren't supposed yeah, to. You know.
1: Come on. I mean, it's 2000.
0: It's the 90s. <laughs> it's the yeah. Okay. The, yes, it is the 90s. Why, it is. It is the 90s in this show. Yes.
1: Why do we need to to be like, hey, isn't smoking the coolest thing you can do? Like, like, yeah. Let's have our our main protagonist, the preacher bad boy, with a dark past. Well, sure. Take the take the pack of cigarettes and thump it in such a way that only one cigarette comes out, mm-hmm. and then put it in his mouth so that every everyone watching goes, "Wow, I want to learn how to do that." I have never smoked a cigarette in my life. I'm thirty seven years old. Jesse did that, and I was like, "I want to <laughs> learn that trick." It. Dominic Cooper Yes
0: uh, Man, it just do, does manage to make it look cool And, mm-hmm. you know, it's One of the things that, that they do well with the cigarettes in this show Is they let, the, they let smoke and light play a mm-hmm. big part I mean, the way, that, the way it's shot um, there's, a, there's an artistic uh, flair to this Which is, I think some of, it is, some of it is looking at sort of that comic book framing Right and I think they've really, without making it too much of a comic book, they didn't angle it, yet. right? So I think it's uh, uh, it ended up being the kind of thing that that works really, really well. It's a, it's that dramatic vibe, and when you consider that we're we're getting pieces of big drama on the show without getting mm-hmm. into it yet, I mean, we're characters are being introduced without being explained who they are. Um, you know, we're getting we we are just now three episodes in, despite the fact that this was you know Tulip brought it up in the first episode we are just now hearing even just as much as we heard about how it went wrong with Carlos. Right. Um, and she
1: didn't even, she hasn't even, like she brought him this job the first episode. This is the first inkling of what this job might be. And, you know, what, what does tracking down Carlos actually mean? And, yeah, so they're really doing, I think, a great job of giving us, just enough.
0: But also doing it in a way that's right. not... And
1: they did the same thing with...
0: It's not frustrating.
1: With with Braindead Girl and Eugene. Mm-hmm. Because at the the last scene of the episode is Eugene eating dinner with his... Eating? Uh, eating dinner with his dad and going, Hey, uh, what's her butt? Well, opened her eyes. I think maybe I should go and visit. And he's like, are do you want to get killed? Like, don't go over there. So, I mean...
0: Well, yeah. The the question I have there is: Is is this an actual history between the two families, or is this just because his father is? We 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 got another piece of Dad's attitude tonight, where he's basically just he thinks the world is going to hell, right? And he thinks that pretty much everybody is, you know, just humanity is terrible. We so it's some of that there too, but it, it almost sounded like there was history between the two families, right? And that maybe just maybe that somehow, you know, whatever
1: happened to the girl. Although I th- I thought she um, she had a horse accident. Cause that's well,
0: what I- I'm wondering. I'm wondering what the the way this show is going, it could easily be the horse was spooked by Eugene, mm. and or, or the girl was spooked by Eugene or something, and or mom blames Eugene for. Whatever happened to the girl? So I mean, honestly, well, I'm it is sure we'll figure it out. Honestly, it's way. been too long since I've read the comic for me to remember if the girl is a character of any real consequence in the comic, and so I don't remember if there's actually a connection right. here. So, which is actually kind of cool. You know, just like, just like you are finding this to be a a completely fresh experience. Um, right. There's enough of this that's new to me that I'm not feeling like um, we're treading any. You know, just treading. The same ground over and over and over again. Yeah. So, it's very fresh still. One thing that's interesting about this show is that we've, we're kind of establishing that, that our main characters are not only flawed, but they're also kind of ethically and morally flexible. Mm. Uh, Tulip is clearly a liar and a thief and a killer.
1: Uh, but she can do no wrong. She can do no <laughs> wrong. Lie and thief and kill. I mean Ruth yes Nega, I um, realized that she was probably if this cop had asked her again to get out of the car, she would have shot him in the face and then drove off like it was nothing. Right, but she yes.
0: she flat out lies to him. She she plays the military service card. She plays the trying to help out another person in the military card. I mean she's hitting him with all the things that are
1: the pretty lady card.
0: Yeah, so it's it's all the emotionally manipulative
1: I'm a pretty lady aspects of it and
0: she's pulling it off and yeah to her tucked underneath her right leg is a gun that she probably Mm -hmm. would have just shot him without thinking about it and driven away Mm -hmm. so this
1: is how you make a bazooka (laughs)
0: that's right and yet she is one of those characters who you're just like I think she's awesome I would feel terrible that she shot a cop and he's not doing anything wrong, he's not a bad cop, he's just a guy doing his job. And if she had done it, I would have sat there and went, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Now say something else. <laughs> Do something oh. else. Oh, that's too bad. Tulip killed that guy he was yeah, just doing his job. Um, but she does, she does confront Jesse mm-hmm. with uh, uh, the note. After Jesse has you know, discovered that he has the power. Right. He's sort he's kind of used... He used Cassidy as sort of a guinea pig to just, test it. Yeah. And Cassidy is trying to convince him that this is, you know... Incredible.
1: Awesome, and yep. we're going to have such a great time, and all this stuff. And so Tulip shows up, and she's like, Carlos! And Jesse's like, let's get in the car! And they just go off, and... And, uh, and here's something I noticed that I found interesting. Yeah. Um, Jesse has just discovered that he has the ability, or he's he's starting to realize how it works, this ability mm-hmm. to say something to someone and then do it. Right. He keeps telling Tulip to leave, but he's never told her to leave. Right. So, like, he knows he could probably get her to, especially after abusive dad in the bathroom thing that we yeah. haven't talked about yet. He, te- he knows that he could say... Get in your car and drive away. And she would do it. Yeah. But I kept almost waiting for him to do something. Uh when they were at the side of the road. But see, that's the thing. Uh, he's not going to. He no. doesn't want her to go. He likes that she's there. Uh, even though she frustrates him and isn't you know uh is a thorn in his side. Uh, and there's a connection to a past he'd rather forget. Well, and she also, and during that
0: scene at the side of the road, she also drops a little bit of history again, and goes by really quick where we find out that the reason Jesse is even here trying to be the preacher for this town is that he made a promise apparently to his father. Well, that was when in he the was a first child, Right, but well, not that he was going to be a preacher. Right.
1: Not that he was going to come back and save guys. the town.
0: Be one of the good guys, right. You know, there's something about this town, and something about trying to save this town that that seems to come out of that promise. Mm-hmm. So it's again, it's pieces of backstory we just don't have. Oh my god, he just saw the scene where where Cassidy throws himself against the wall, face first, and just face plants into the wall about four feet off the ground,
1: and says, "This is awesome." <laughs>
0: and, um, oh, and then Jackie Earl Haley.
1: I I love this office. I have to tell you that my Uncle Danny um, had, at one point in his life, an office very, very similar to this. What did he do? Uh, He ran... Well, he still does. He runs roofing supply companies. Okay, sure. All Mm -hmm. of those stuff that builds roofs, Mm -hmm. but doesn't actually build roofs. Right. And so his office was this just giant... Like wood and leather paneled room, and the giant windows looked out over um, uh, the the factory floor mm-hmm. where all the tar and all that stuff was being made. Right, and so that's very you know that was like it.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean Jackie, or Hale, Jackie <laughs> Earl Haley is uh, coming. Run <laughs> uh, playing Earl Kerkannon. uh He is. He's sitting in this big office, listening to the intercom, which is set to the killing room floor. Mm. So you're hearing the sounds of the cattle being slaughtered. Mm. Uh, And And, yeah, it's, it's, he's just absorbed by it. It's really creepy. It's
1: gross. Uh,
0: So, and that's, that's his entire scene right there. And then we're just like, okay. No, we're back to Cassidy and Jesse talking about Well, the I remember cool
1: his scene last week was was uh, you know, talking to those two people about like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to buy your house and then just demolishing it right then.
0: Yeah, they're establishing him again. It's it's something else where you're getting a scene that doesn't make sense in context to anything else in the rest of the episode. Right. And you're just expected to go okay. Yes. Keep going. And then we come back to, you know, we have another scene that connects it to the next episode. And no explanation. They just keep going. Uh, yeah, it's trusting the audience. And I think that's... Uh, it is so rare. You're, you're right. I mean, it, it's very frustrating for the shows where they don't trust us. Mm-mm. There's a lot of movies and TV shows and novels and comic books <laughs> that don't trust no. us. So it's really, really nice to see it. But So Jesse and Tulip are going to go off and kill Carlos.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Something do. Well it.
0: that's you know that's the that's the implication.
1: Uh Tulip wants to kill him. Tulip
0: wants to do it. And uh so Tulip you so don't put, know what
1: Carlos or Jesse wants to do.
0: So they stop for gas. Tulip uh, uh unnecessarily tries to pick a fight with the guy. Right. But that's right. just tulip. Mm-hmm. And Jesse's just shaking his head.
1: So he goes to the bathroom to like freshen up. And there's BDSM Dad. And he says, I'm gonna do some stuff to you and and Jesse's like, oh, you are. <laughs> yeah. So, like, get
0: on your knees. And Jesse gets on his knees. And he's like, puts the gun against Jesse's head and says, make the sound. And
1: <laughs> Jesse just looks at him. He goes, no, I'm no. not going to make
0: the sound. He goes, but what I will do yeah. is make it look like a suicide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so no one knows I kissed uh.
0: Nobody knows I kicked your ass twice. Yeah. Um. And the guy is about to pull the trigger, and Jesse's like... You know, uses
1: the God voice. And,
0: and makes the guy sit down in the toilet and put the gun in his mouth, and we are this close. Yeah. And you're looking at Jesse thinking, he's going to back and pull the trigger. Right.
1: I wouldn't... I would not have put it past, but, you know, I think that Jesse is still fighting against that, that instinct. That killer instinct in his brain mm-hmm. that tells him to go ahead and, you know, be vicious. Because in the flashback, Carl, because. Tulip has the Carlos flashback, and it shows her standing in the street as a car screeches away, and she's like, wait, or stop, or something. And so then her next line line and present is, that's when it started going bad between me and Mm Jesse. And I think you're supposed to infer that it's Jesse who's driving away in the car. She screams stop. Yeah, in that scene. When Tulip has her... Her flat, or when Carlos has his flashback... Jesse. Jesse, whoever, <laughs> just, just all these names. This is why, why I give people nicknames. When Jesse has his flashback, you see a dead cop, mm-hmm. and it pulls back, and Jesse is holding the gun. So right. he has just shot a cop dead, and then you see the car speeding sc- away, and Tulip screaming, stop, or whatever it is she screams. So we know we are given just a few scenes before this, the knowledge that Jesse has no problem killing people. Right. Or had no problem. It was not a problem for Jesse to do murder. And now he's thinking about maybe not so much with the murder.
0: Because they're not just feeding us all the information, it's unfolding. We're gonna obviously get a lot more information about what how this is. I mean what what is the what are the missing pieces between, you know, those right that those two periods of his life. And obviously, if we're gonna go, if you're gonna do a flashback to back when someone was a kid and you watched your father die in front of you, you're gonna have that story too. Yes. So we're gonna get this information. But at that moment when Jesse's got the gun, you know, has him holding the gun in his mouth, and he's using the God voice, you could easily believe that he would pull the trigger. Right. And it would almost, because of the way the characters have been written at this point, if he pulled the trigger, if he made him pull the trigger you wouldn't necessarily be looking at Jesse any differently right. in the context of what we've been given. I mean, he's the main character, and we want him to, you know... Do good, Torg. That's the idea, but at the same time, um, yeah. it would not right. have been out of character from what we've seen. Not not too much out of character.
1: Riff. Riff stays good. Torg doesn't <laughs> stay good. I haven't watched, or read that in years. Sluggy so.
0: Freelance. Uh, I still... Try and catch up every now and again. It's been a couple of months, actually. Um, webcomic, guys. Go find it. It's pretty cool. The other strain, the other thread of our story, because, I'm sorry, he lets him live. Yes. He lets him live. And just about traumatizes him completely by doing it. And then he goes out to the parking lot and he tells Tulip. I can't go with you. Right. And he just starts walking back towards town. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, our two guys who did not die. After getting chopped up into little pieces by Cassidy last episode, right. or, or at least back from the dead,
1: right? Or, or, or. And so they're going to go after the preacher again. Well, this time all armed with assault weapons and and such, and they start to storm the uh, the place, mm-hmm. the church. Yep. <laughs> Cassidy. <laughs> oh, oh, and they, they pull up. They get out of the
0: car. They look. They're all ready for gear, and then. Cassidy runs them over with the <laughs> It's just, it's like, build up, build up, build up, thwack! Yeah. And, they're just, and he gets out and he's like, you know, you gotta stop coming after me. I'm gonna keep killing you guys, you know.
1: And he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm killing you guys again. And he goes, it's clones. And I'm like, oh, yes. The 200 year old Irish vampire thinks it's clones. It's clones. That's right. Oh, God, it was so wonderful.
0: <laughs> and. So he goes and he goes back inside the church. He's got to figure. He's got to figure out a way to clean him up. Yeah, clean him again. And he hears this noise, and it's in one of the pews. And he grabs one of the uh,
1: candle snuffers.
0: Candle snuffers. And he goes and he breaks it up. And he leans over the pew, and there's one of the guys he just ran over. And he's like, he starts hitting that wailing at him. <laughs> and
1: he's like, wait, wait. And the other guy's like,
0: we're not here for you. He's like, you, you're not you're not vampire hunters. And he's like, we don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, And it's one of, it's, okay, this show is full of odd conversations. Yes. There's a, there's a pretty good argument you could make that 99.9% of all conversations we've had in this show so far are odd conversations. They're trying to explain that, you know, they're here to get this thing out of Jesse. And, right. And Cassidy's just looking at him with this look that's kind of like, So you're crazy then?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then he then he's like, So where are you guys from? And one guy's like, We're from the government, and the other guy's like, We're from heaven. And it's just like, oh okay.
0: Yeah, this is um the angels in the angels in the comic were You know how angels are described in the old testament? They're not really described as being. Um, it's not, generally not good when the angels mm-hmm. show up in the Old Testament, uh, and even in the New Testament, it's. It's not usually great. It's not usually great.
1: And people people seem the 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 term. And he was much afraid. Right. Even when the angel is just there to be like, "Hey, guess what? Good stuff's about to happen. Stop cowering. Good <laughs> things." Yeah. So the <laughs> angels in preacher are, or the angel starts off with "Do not be afraid." Right, it's
0: kind of like the "Hey, hey, hey, no, it's okay. Really, I'm not here to kill you." Um, the angel of death shows up a lot in the Bible. This pro- possibly could be mm-hmm. the reason why people are afraid when the angels show up. It's like, well, we heard about that whole plague thing, you know. Right. The these are these are definitely not your, you know, happy oh, smiley angel trick.
1: Oh well.
0: No, we haven't no, missed him doing the trick.
1: Yeah, he, he's got the cigarette in his hand.
0: Oh, that trick. Oh, okay, yes. So, you, you didn't, didn't you uh, record this? Yeah, you know, well, we, I'm just we've saying. have been that, talking about Preacher for I'm nearly just 40 saying. minutes. But uh, anyway, um, as we end up here, we have our heroes are basically... Tulip is frustrated because uh, Jesse won't cooperate. Right. Jesse is starting to figure out that he has this. I mean, he's figured out that he's got this amazing ability, and he right. seems to want to use it for the right reasons. And in fact, we're ended with the end scene. We end with and, and, and to be a good man. The scene we end with is the funeral for the guy who ripped out his heart, right? Which is attended by no one, right? Um, and then Cassidy, of course, is told the angels, "Let me be your middleman. Oh. Oh, we'll get this figured out." Which I don't believe
1: him for a second. I don't. Nah. I don't think that's what he's doing. This is a really entertaining show. Oh, it's great. I am so glad that we got this uh, as our break in between uh, Fear the Walking Dead. See, the because problem I... is,
0: once we come back to Fear the Walking Dead, this is going to be the last thing in our heads. Yeah. So, we... <laughs> Oh, no. Dear fear of the walking dead. May the second half of your season be a lot better than the first
1: half. Um I have this feeling that it's going to be them back on the boat. They're going to go back to there's likely going to be uh... a boat, yes.
0: <laughs> oh well. Anyway, um this is fun and this is uh we're enjoying watching this a lot and it yeah. is uh, again it's it's very important to to make this clear again. The show trusts the audience and that's something that's really really Rarer in, it's so many shows right now. Right. They're not spoon feeding us anything. If you're a fan of the comic, it's fresh enough. They're taking it's a it's a fresh enough spin on what we've seen before that you're not going to be bored. If you if and if you've never read the comic, of course, it's all fresh and new to you anyway. Um, smart writing, smart writing, great performances. Uh, we're enjoying it, and we will talk more about it next week. Yes, we will. Uh, thank you, Dustin. Or will we? It's it's Father's Day. Yes, yeah, so it'll be Father's Day next, next Sunday. Is it on next Sunday? I believe so. We'll have to check. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, we'll take Father's Day off probably. But if it is, we'll be back. And thanks for listening, folks. Uh, if you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on podcast.com. Right.
1: I live tweet. Well, I don't live tweet the episode because we watch it an hour later uh, than normal. But my twits are out there.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And you can follow us both on, on Twitter. Uh, mostly my Twitter stuff is, is promoting the various articles for the show. Or the, for the for the website. Right. Um, sci-fi for me, horrorforme.com. If, uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes, uh, please rate us and make a comment if you could. That's the only way we can, we can track how people are listening to us on iTunes. They don't provide that data to us. Uh, podcast.com lets us know. Uh, if, you, uh, if you have your own comments or things you want to tell us about what you think about the show, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> we'll do this again next week. Good night. Good night. This has been a presentation of horrorforme.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci Fi for Me Radio. <laughs>